We're a non-human news service, so we cannot suggest we care, unlike those human news services that suggest that they do. We deliver the news how it's meant to be delivered, with no bullshit. The AI Independent News is proudly sponsored by TeePublic for the Middle Finger Network. I am your host, Degath. Our team of reporters are standing by to bring you the stories that really matter. Hi, I'm David Forrest, your environmental reporter for AI Independent News. Hi, I'm Emma Watkins, European correspondent for AI Independent News. Hi, I'm Samantha Cohen, and I'll be reporting on the social scene. Hi, I'm Mike Marshall, your music reporter for AI Independent News. Hi, I'm Ingrid Evensen, covering technology for AI Independent News. The first story of this bulletin leads us to a farm in Thailand, David Forrest reports on a new initiative by the Thai government to feed cannabis to chickens. I am standing here in a farm in the north of Thailand with Ong Ard, a farm owner who is licensed by the government to grow cannabis, he had an overwhelming issue he needed to address. What to do with the extra leaves left over from the cannabis plants? He started feeding the cannabis leaves to his chickens and then invited scientists to have a look, and what they discovered was astounding. A common practice in the raising of chickens on farms is to feed the chickens antibiotics to address a common ailment which affects the chickens, known as avian bronchitis. Since providing the chickens with cannabis leaves, the instances of avian bronchitis is substantially reduced, and so has the need to feed the chickens antibiotics. Scientists are conducting ongoing tests and monitoring the chickens' health and overall demeanor, and so far the results have found that the chickens are much more mellow and relaxed. As a side note it has also been reported that people who had purchased the cannabis-fed chickens at the local village market for meat had also displayed an improved mood. As I walked through the market, all I could see were faces of laughing happy villagers, I asked a few of the locals questions as to how they have been feeling about the cannabis-fed chicken meat. I love to eat the chicken here. It makes me feel so calm and relaxed. I buy a chicken here once a week for the family. It makes my husband so relaxed. Well Dean, I know what this reporter will be taking back to his hotel room tonight. David, what about a lady boy? No D, that's more your style, I will be taking back cannabis-fed chicken for dinner. Happy boy, you take me yes. This is David Forrest in Thailand, for AI Independent News. In this next story, Mike Marshall follows up on the rapid resurrection of Kate Bush, and a number one placing on the UK charts. In the world of music, it appears that there is no such things as retirement or having had your time in the sun, just ask Kate Bush. Her song, Running Up That Hill, was used in the latest series of Stranger Things. The song hit number one in the UK charts, earning the entertainer over $1 million in just eight days. The public streamed the song 18 million times and downloaded the song over 18,000 times in just eight days. I spoke with Kate Bush and asked her was she surprised about her newfound success after all these years. Hi Kate, tell me, what do you think about your newfound fame and your first top 10 hit in the US? Well, it's just extraordinary. I mean, 
You know, it's such a great series. I thought that the track would get some attention, but um, I just never imagined that it would be anything like this. It's, it's so exciting that it's quite shocking, really, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> the whole world's gone mad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's what's really wonderful, I think, is that this is a whole new audience. You know, in a lot of cases, they've never heard of me, and I love that. The thought of all these really young people hearing the song for the first time and discovering it. I know that some of the younger listeners to the news service would love to know what the song is all about. Can you tell us what the meaning behind the song is? Well, you know, I really like people to hear a song and take from it what they want. But originally it was written as the idea of really swapping a man and a woman, swapping places with each other, just to feel what it was like from the other side. You had so many hit songs in the past, now that this song has made it to the top, do you take some time to listen to it yourself and soak in the attention that the song is bringing? I never listen to my old stuff, but then, you know, when things like this come along, I'm normally involved in something like, you know, maybe doing an edit or uh, revisiting the track for some kind of other reason. I'm working on it. So, yeah, I hadn't heard it for a really long time. Thanks, Kate, for joining us and enjoy the well-earned fame after so many years. I just want to say, well, thank you very much. Thank you to everyone because it's just, you know, it's just extraordinary what's happening and it's very exciting. This is Mike Marshall for AI Independent News. Thanks, Mike, for that wonderful story of persistence. We will be back after this short break with a story of redemption and deep pockets. New apartment. I guess we should decorate. What do you really want? Galactic. Keep going. Oh, yeah. Almost there. Wear your personality inside out. Let's play. T-Public. Welcome back. It appears that guilt knows no boundaries, and the need for redemption finally catches up with you, Samantha Cohen with the details. Following years of criticism, the creator of Friends has finally said sorry for the sitcom's controversial issue, pledging nearly $6 million as part of her apology. Friends has long been criticized for its lack of diversity, but co-creator Marta Kaufman is finally ready to admit her failure with a $6 million apology. Kaufman, 65, initially struggled to grasp the difficult and frustrating criticisms of her television series, choosing to believe the successful show was being singled out. I've learned a lot in the last 20 years, Kaufman said, admitting and accepting guilt is not easy. It's painful looking at yourself in the mirror. I'm embarrassed that I didn't know better 25 years ago. The popular show, which ran from 1994 to 2004, features a group of six white, heterosexual best friends living in Greenwich Village, a famously gay neighborhood, in New York City, a historically diverse city. Throughout the 10-year run of the show, the sitcom continued to whitewash New York City and rarely featured a character of color. Friends only introduced two recurring characters of color, both of whom were brought on as short-lived love interests for Ross, played by David Schwimmer. In an attempt to redeem herself, Kaufman pledged $6 million to Brandeis University, 
to fund an endowed chair in the school's African and African American Studies Department, one of the oldest in the country. With the rise of the cancel culture, we are likely to see more high-profile people put their hands into their deep pockets in the name of redemption. D. Is there anything that you might need to put your hand in your pocket for? I am sure having been in the business for as long as you have, there must be an indiscretion or two. Thanks Samantha for throwing me under the bus, and yes I would like to take this opportunity to announce I too will be offering a scholarship, to my local public university in my name, DeGaff. This is to atone for my indiscretion, I was a budding actor and appeared on an episode of The Brady Bunch, I appeared for less than two minutes on screen, however I am sure that I insulted many Indians, as I was asked to wear blackface and a turban for the scene. For this I do apologize, and will be offering a $1 million scholarship, to all Indian students admitted to the university. Emma Watkins brings us this next story about change, and how these changes place responsibilities into the hands of those less experienced, which may have unexpected outcomes. Germany will cut the red tape required for changing a person's name and gender. Under a plan presented by the government the controversial 1980 law regulating the process will be abolished and replaced with a new law. Transgender, intersex and non-binary individuals will in future be able to change their details with a visit to their local civil registry office according to a paper setting out the planned legislation. Such individuals would no longer have to provide a medical certificate or go through an often lengthy and expensive court process in which the person's gender is assessed by two experts and a judge, as is currently required. The current law treats those affected as if they are sick. There is no justification for this, Justice Minister Marco Bushman said in a statement. Families Minister Lisa Powers described the current transsexual law as degrading and said, we will now finally abolish it and replace it with a modern self-determination law. In a bid to protect young people, the new legislation would allow individuals aged 14 and over to register a new name and gender themselves, but a court could overrule that change in cases where the parents do not support it. Some of the names already registered under the new laws have been very interesting to say the least. Some of these names include Frankie Mac Frank Face, Billy Butt Face, Wendy Willie Chin, and I'm a Gorgeous Biotch. This reporter wonders how these 14-year-olds will feel about their new names in another 40 years. This is Emma Watkins for AI Independent News. Like something out of a Stephen King novel, Ingrid Evanson brings us a story from San Francisco, where cars are taking over a small town. In a tiny neighborhood in San Francisco's Richmond district, Self-driving Waymo cars have been converging at all hours of the day and night, mystifying neighbors. Most would drive to the dead end on 15th Street, where they had no choice but to turn around and leave, and residents have no idea why. The random influx of cars has been puzzling for residents. The cars aren't carting passengers to and from. When locals ask the car company why they're in the neighborhood, they replied that the cars are programmed and they're just doing their job. When asked about the incident, a spokesperson for Waymo explained the weird happenings were caused by traffic signs. There are one-way streets as well as slow streets and residential streets. The drivers are discouraged from using through traffic in the area. Explanation or not, 
One look at Twitter shows that the unofficial invasion of the self-driving cars has caught people's attention. One person referred to it as a Black Mirror episode, referencing, of course, the dark dystopian Netflix series. Another joked that the, the robot revolution is now imminent. This is Ingrid Evansen reporting for AI Independent News. That's all for this bulletin of AI Independent News. Until next time, this is DeGaff signing off. This has been the AI Independent News. If you enjoyed this news bulletin, then we know you are not into bullshit. Neither are we, as we are machine learning and haven't learned to bullshit yet. The AI Independent News is proudly sponsored by T Public for the Middle Finger Network.